Hey friends, Dean here with some exciting news to share. You can now buy us a coffee. That's right. You can help support independent content creators like us by becoming a member of the 3324 Green Room at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324. Our episodes will always be free and that will not change, but your support at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 will help us continue to bring you the best in music and movie podcasting, in our humble opinion. As a Green Room supporter, you'll not only have our undying gratitude, but you'll also be able to vote on which episodes we record and receive other perks for as low as $3 per month. That's the price of a cup of coffee. There's absolutely no obligation and nothing about the show will change. It's not going behind a paywall. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 for all the details. The link will be in the show notes of every episode as well. We'll see you in the green room. What is the best Beatles album? We're not sure, but we may try and make the case for Rubber Soul right here and now. So stay with us. Get ready for the 3324 Podcast, where lifelong friends Dean Legiro and Eric Coover share their love of all things music and movies. Dean has directed short films and is a music trivia buff. And Eric, trained in audio engineering, brings his extensive knowledge of music and film to the conversation as they discuss, debate, and celebrate their favorite albums, films, and much more. Welcome, friends, to the 3324 Podcast. Dean Legiro here with Eric Cooper. Hello, hello. How are How you? How are you? Yeah, good. Always good. good. Yeah, there's Always something, a pleasure there's to get together and uh, and do this. So there's you know. something strange about about this episode already. I feel something different. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Why why does this feel different? Uh, I think it's because uh, perhaps we're doing it in the daytime. That's what it is. That's we're recording is. this in the day, and normally, yeah, this we is recorded at night when you have the mood and yeah, you can adjust the lighting. And and this one, we're recording in the morning, which is very odd and very out of place for us. Mm-hmm. Not that we're like constantly hung over and can't function. <laughs> uh, we just tend to schedule it at night just because it's easier to do it that way. And this one is an afternoon delight, <laughs> or a morning, or a yeah. morning delight. Yeah, so let's call it brunch. <laughs> this is a our brunch, br- brunch, brunch with the, episode. Yeah, there, there's those radio shows, <laughs> Breakfast with the Beatles. Well, we'll do brunch with the Beatles. This there you episode go. will be yeah. that one. So, uh, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, it's it's always a joy and pleasure to talk about music and movies, and we hope that you enjoy it as well. So, if you do, yep. uh, go ahead. If you listen on Spotify, give us a rating. There's five stars available, and I say you use them all. That that's just the easiest way to do it. Leave no star unturned. Yeah. Uh, join us on social media. 3324 podcast at Instagram and Facebook. You can do that as well too. And, and hang, that's like the hang. That's like the <laughs> diner, like hanging out at the diner at night. Like that's, you know, going, to, going to our social media is like the hang. Yeah. This yeah, is like no the doubt. event. And then going there is like the after when you're done, you're hanging out or, and you're just hanging with some really yeah, great you're people. You're finishing out and, yeah. and that and whatnot. So that so, that's like yeah. our version of, of like the diner uh, <laughs> hanging out afterwards. So, so join us there as well. Cause we'll save a seat for you or we'll save a booth. Yeah. And uh, we've always got gravy for the French fries. Oh, the gravy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the gravy. So or this is in, the sauce. Is dip this in the, the sauce? cheeseburger? Dip in the cheeseburger and the gravy as well, too. So, you know, if we're going to go on okay. diet, we can go on a whole diner thing. Right. The, the, the jargon. <sighs> yeah. Oh, oh but, goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah. We could do an episode we'll that. on that. Although, yeah. And, and you know what? It's before lunchtime. So this is not going to be, if we go there, no, it's not we, we need to, yeah, we got to get off the subject of food. Yeah. Cause it's so, going to be like, we're going to rush through this. It's going to be like 20 minute episodes. We can go find a diner and get a cheese. I'm only, I'm only working. I had, had no breakfast. I'm only working on my second <laughs> cup of coffee here. So I'm kind of, see that? Yeah. I, so 
And, and that's that's unusual to be drinking yeah. coffee doing this. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> you're you're going to talk <laughs> faster than I do because I'm I'm known for like speed talking, but and, and that's just my normal cadence. So. Um, mm. But uh, great, great having you aboard with us. So thank you for joining us. So let's get cracking on this. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk the stats. There's not really actually, believe it or not, too many stats about this album because yeah. of, of what was going, you know, the way the music industry was back then. So basically it was released in December of 1965, hit number one on the Billboard charts, uh, six times platinum, which is more than six million copies sold. We can't really talk about singles from the album because th this was in an era where Singles was a, were were a separate entity from from albums, and especially with the Beatles, with if we're talking American release too, they they had at this point uh, the American market was still getting chopped up albums. Yeah. So what would happen is in in the UK the albums were released, and that's the, the the de facto release. But in the United States, they were they were flooding the market with so much material that they would. Mm -hmm. Take an album, like they would take Rubber Soul, for instance, take slice off three or four songs and release that. And then in between their next proper release, which would be Revolver, they'd put out another album and they'd have some of these songs from from Rubber Soul and then whatever singles they released. So yeah. they were in the in the US market were cobbling together these other albums by shaving off material from the proper releases, which uh, you know. Yeah. Back then, I guess it made sense, but they didn't feel the need to do it in the UK. But for some reason in the US, they did. So you yeah, got these we, albums that didn't really exist. Right. And we had no idea. Right. I mean, when we were when we were younger. Uh, yeah. You saw these albums like what happened to that? And when they released them all on CD back yeah. in the late 80s. Like No Yesterday and Today. It's like, well, they, that didn't really yeah. exist. <laughs> I thought there was an album called that. And that, yeah, wasn't there an album? Yeah. Meet the Beatles and, and, and all this, you know, other like yeah. the other, these other names. The Beatles second album. And, and they were know, re releasing them proper. They were the British Basically, the yeah, those were, were basically compilations. So, released, I guess, you know, yeah. so I, I, which is a weird thing because also, you, you know, if you're getting singles released or you're slicing off material from albums to put it on other albums, yeah, you're kind of missing the the growth of a, of a group. And again, back then, it this wasn't really a thing about a group evolving and growing. So you were just happy to get all the material you could. And like you said, when they decided to, uh, when the Beatles finally came to compact disc, in the late 80s yeah it was the, the they British. went with the parlophone uk edition yeah. so you got the full statement mm -hmm. from the band which which now thank goodness you can't go on spotify and get these other cobbled together things so when we talk about it we're talking about the uh the uk release and that and that's what's available anyway like which kind is of, the which is the proper the, the yeah. preferred yeah, you if know, you're I a record again, nobody, collector nobody will argue that old, yeah. i don't think anybody will argue <laughs> i think you, you they tried to release point. When they when they did the, uh, the the British, I think there was a time when they were trying to release the U.S. versions. I, re I recall, and they just didn't go anywhere. I, I, yeah. I think they just flopped. <laughs> I, I think when you I know. got into the Beatles at, at yeah. that point in the eighties, I I was buying cassettes, so I I had like yeah. yesterday and, and didn't realize that these were not releases. And then and then once the CDs came out, I'm like, why why is there so much more stuff on Revolver than my cassette? Right. Yeah. Because they had restored the, you get the full, uh, the full statement from the band, you mm -hmm. know, which which makes sense. And uh, this one, you know, is hotly contested for, as far as be best Beatles albums go, as far as favorites go. I, I think if you asked anybody at a certain period, they would just automatically say Sergeant Pepper. And we did our Sergeant Pepper episode. And it's kind of that's widely recognized 
as but being is like it? the pinnacle, the pinnacle. Exactly. That's why widely recognized right. as, as the, 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 the big artistic statement from this band. Yeah. The, the pinnacle pound pound of the, is of the Beatles idea. Album. Yeah. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. the impact it had, what, you know, what floodgates opened after it. So it's like a watershed album. And, and if you asked me back in the day, I probably would have said, yeah, Sergeant Pepper. Like, yeah. But then as you kind of sit with the Beatles more and, and, mm-hmm kind of look at their trajectory and and kind of start to really get some nuanced you know opinions in there it might change you know and for me it changed to this album yeah with yeah, a close with that. a close with please please me a close second their first album i i can't discount discount it as well i could i could i could certainly say this this uh is my favorite period of the beatles uh because it's the transitional period and uh this was the end of something great being that it was the pinnacle of their pleasant pop sound, I guess you yeah. could call it, right? I mean, you know, up to this point, Revolver was the beginning of something greater. So you're getting the, you know, much more creative in the studio. The studio became an instrument. And and re- with Revolver, they they wanted to showcase that to the listener by separating the tracks. If if you you have to be sitting in a, in, a, in the exact uh, in, a, in in a very specific spot listening to that record without headphones to get the full mm. impact of it because otherwise the sound the album always sounds off right because you're getting only one side of sound and then you hear just a glimpse a glimpse of like the other side like the right hand side yeah. so you have to kind of like shift around or put your headphones on to really get the, but I love that. I love the artistic approach. Yeah. They, they started and, and expanding sonically into that's stereo. Right. You know, that's right. A lot of this stuff up to, up to this point was mono. So it was mixed, so, it was just mixed flat as, yeah. as you're going to get the same thing out of both speakers. It's going to sound great, but yeah. Um, Rubber it, soul it, uh, to me was the, the, it had the polish. It had the, yeah. that, that balance, that really great balance to it. And so I, it's hard for me to, it depends on, I guess it all depends on what mood I'm in, uh-huh. I, but I love them both at this point. They're probably my two favorite albums. Uh, yeah, so, they're, so, to, they're so diametrically the different, yeah, I, you know, to, like, yeah. like and right on top of each other. And, right. and, you know, because there was so, you know, the Beatles were so prolific in such a short amount of time, you know, what, uh, 12, 12 studio albums, basically that, that's, that includes like yellow submarine soundtrack. Cause it had original stuff on there. It yeah. includes magical mystery tour as well. Yeah. So in, in and by 1969, basically they were done. Let it be came out in 70. So you're talking seven years, yeah. uh, almost almost two albums a year. So this is a prolific group, and you really can mark, you can really chart their their progression really quick. It's not like a group puts out an album, then three years later they put out another one, and there's a different sound and they've changed. This is like mm-hmm. you know year in and year out they're they're kind of working towards it and it's very interesting because of because of their discography you can group the their progress you can really actually chart their progress three albums at a time yeah uh, it's very yeah. it's very like if, if you want a, a fun experiment or if you want to see like the different eras is you know the first three albums please please me with the beatles and hard day's night is kind of like their their mop top era you know, they yeah. were doing the songs about, you know, holding hands and, and love and, and you know, kind of in that thing. Mm-hmm. But then once you get to Beatles for Sale, Help and Rubber Soul, you start to get them more introspective and, and start to their their songwriting changes from the, the happiness of I want to hold your hand to something a little more realistic right. and, and introspective. Real relationships. Uh, yeah, ab- about it. And then you get. And, yeah. yeah. And then the, the yeah. next three is Revolver, Sergeant Peppers and Magical Mystery Tour. 
mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of their psychedelic, you know, the revolver enters that psychedelic era and mm-hmm. magical mystery towards the pinnacle. Then you have the white album, you know, yellow submarine will throw in, but Abbey road and let it be, which is kind of like their, their rock period. Right. Yeah. Where they're kind of, yeah, everything came just, together. Just deconstructing everything and then but reconstructing then, yeah, it for Abbey Road. Exactly. That's the word. Um, that's you hit it right on yeah. the head. That's their most divisive period in terms of within the group itself. I mean, they were they were at their creative peak and they were doing it all on their own. And they yeah, realized but they were also that a shambles, yeah. <laughs> they were also in different compartments working, yeah. you know, because they wanted to do their own thing. So yeah. Yeah. It was so, inevitable. So- so yep. when we catch up with the Beatles for Rubber Soul, they're basically at the the end of of that introspective period. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were at the tail end. You know, this came out in '65. They only had a few more touring commitments in 1966 before they would shut that down forever as well. Yeah, arrangements generally, even even with Beatles for Sale and Help, became harder to replicate on, on stage just with the four of them. So. Even though in the studio it was just the four of them, just the, mm-hmm. the arrangements were getting more complex and the layering, and and it wasn't as easy as just playing, you know, twist and shout, you know, which is three chords, and and you can kind of bang right. those out. Yeah, yeah. You know, they started getting a little more sophisticated with the arrangements, so then those songs became a little bit harder to to really present at the time faithfully. So they were yeah. st- moving away from from the from touring. Not only was it just a, a grind, but their music was was outpacing what they how they could perform it as well. Yeah, I mean, they they there's no way. I mean, I I, I guess it would have been very expensive <laughs> to empl- have employed orchestras and and horns and and all kinds of yeah. you know. I don't like think that was a thing back then either. You know. I, I don't think they thought. No. I don't think rock and roll was like. I don't even think they the weren't quite there, even, right? To that to do that, well. yeah, to mix yeah, that kind of, on, on stage, yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of like we go out, we take the songs out, right. and we play them, and. Uh, and not, not that they were being yeah. heard at their concerts anyway, just because of the the loudness. But um, at this point, there was also some backlash starting to occur with, with them touring. They weren't as well received when they went to the Philippines. There were some issues. Yeah. Um, so there was, you know, there was just a, the the time was right for them to to chuck the whole notion of of touring. Mm-hmm. You know, and by doing that, they also started to take their own fate into their hands, which they would, which would, which Sergeant Pepper would be the, you know, like the Zenith of, of, yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not going to tour anymore. We want to spend time in the studio. We want to just work on the music instead of doing what the, what the record company says we have to do is go on tour and you do, you know, do the TV shows or do whatever it is. It's kind of like, no, we're we're not going to do it. Yeah. You know, we're going to start to take control of our own uh, destiny. And you, and that, that's what this album is, is, is really the first step towards that. I, I agree. And, um, you know, there was a time when I, I think we, I think we talked about this. Uh, it was a time when we, you know, when you're naive and you don't know the Beatles music all that well, and all you hear on the radio is, is the yeah, yeah, yeah stuff and the mop top, you know, the, the pop hits and, and it's like, oh, they're the most, one of the most influential bands of all, you know, ever, you know, it's like, I didn't see it. Like, I don't get it. You know, I was already into, you know, getting into Prague at the time. And I'm like, this is so much more. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it took, you know, albums like this and especially Revolver, which was edgier and more the Prague in me really came out with that record because, yeah. uh, you know, I favored it because of that. Tomorrow Never Knows. When I first heard that song, I was like, okay, now I get Cur- it. Courtesy of Phil Collins. <laughs> right. No, the first time. No. Really? Because that was the first time I, I think no. that might've been the first time I heard it. No, was, the first time on, I, on I, I heard the Beatles version and I was, I, that's when I understood 
what they were about. It's like, okay, now I get it. I get the psychedelia, you know, what they're doing. And I get, I can see why they're so that there's like, you go into one of those, like, you know, uh, wooden nickel places where they're selling posters and t-shirts and, and, you know, incense and all that kind of, you know, the only <laughs> in white yep. planes, right. You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Can, with the pins and all that stuff. And you walk, now known as a head you're, shop. You're, you're, you're overwhelmed by the, the scent of the place. And, and then you see like these really psychedelic posters of the Beatles. And I'm like, I, I, I didn't realize that they were that kind of band, you know, until this stuff started appearing. So yeah, they, they, cause they yeah. did so much in such a short period of time and all of it was legit i mean they were the mop tops Mm -hmm. that the girls were screaming over then they became you know the the influence of dylan on beatles for sale and this three album cycle is is apparent Mm -hmm. um that that you know their interactions with him and and meeting him uh this this album is known as the weed album because they were heavily you know all of them were dabbling (laughs) were start like dabbling in pot and marijuana they yeah. hadn't, you know, the the psychedelics were just on the horizon, or they maybe had started a little bit, but McCartney yeah. was still, still kind of iffy about it and not, not wanting to partake. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they they were all those things. So yeah, some people may know them only from the Pepper psychedelic. Some people may only connect with them on the the later rock and roll long long hair stuff that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's amazing about the Beatles is is all of it is is one band. All of it's legit. The progress is there. So you can, again, when you, if you take these in three album chunks, you'll see how a band developed and grew on yeah. their own terms. You know, they, they, they went through the whole handholdy stuff and, and the poppy stuff and, and matured, had experiences that, that all together, that all matured them together. It's not like, like Lennon was, was writing, you know, the, the, the biting stuff. And then Paul McCartney was still doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all mm-hmm. kind of took the journey together and all grew uh, as a unit. And we're all of the same mind when they did all these things. It wasn't until the, till the white album when things, you know, there'd be that fracturing of, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do it my way. Or, or I just, f- I feel the need mm-hmm. to do it on my own. Well, a- any, anytime you saw anybody write up, write them up documentaries galore, well, especially the anthology. I mean, you know, that there's probably no better example of what you're talking about than that, where they really, they, everything is done in sections and you really get a sense of that growth. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing yeah. that they did all this and and just a short period of time too. Yeah, seven years, literally yeah. seven years. And the impact yeah. has fell far and wide. So, yep. and this album is only the second, believe it or not, this was their sixth album, but it was only the second album of all original songs. So and this would be that 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 breaking away of not you know they had done a lot of a lot of soul music on their previous ones you got really got a hold on me please Mr Postman really influenced by R and B R and B yeah James uh, and, Brown that you yeah know, all that kind of yeah <laughs> oddly enough you wouldn't think but that that yeah. was the, that was the music they they were influenced by and Rubber right. Soul is really the second album the first one was Hard Day's Night soundtrack so that was a movie soundtrack so they did everything yeah uh, this is only the second album where they wrote everything and then that would continue through until, uh, you know, until let it be when they, you know, actually, no, even let it be didn't have it. They were doing covers uh, during the sessions, but it would be all originals. And they did get to that point where the songwriting was just strong. I mean, yeah. really strong on this record. I mean, it, it, you know, you go from that, like you say, yeah, they like, pro- like, they like hold, let me hold your hand. And they wrote some really incredible lyrics on, and in the harmonies, the two, the arrangements. Oh of yeah, this album is just on, Mich- on Michelle. Magic. Oh my God, just the, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, it's it sounds like a throwaway song, and it sounds like one of their wimpy McCartney songs. But you listen just to the arrangement, hmm. 
the, actually the production almost sounds ahead of its time. It sounds like early seventies. It's just so smooth. I, I the, yeah. the backing vocals, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a it's kind of jazzy and it's not heavy handed with the production. It's just kind of, th- that song just kind of unfurls. And that was like the, you know, that was these artists, these guys maturing yeah. into, into these, you know, that might've been like a, a quirky kind of love song, you know, love me do song th- two or three years earlier, but now what, you know, they're approaching the music a little more introspection. Yeah. Lennon is feeling a little more free. So his, you start to see that divide where he, his stuff is more biting like Norwegian would, you yeah. know, and, and about, about an affair, you know, kind of really kind of, kind of coming clean or using personal experiences about an affair that he had with, with the woman. The very first um, song to use the sitar. Yeah. Appeared, yep. Was and that, and that just started yeah. a whole other, other yeah. yep. like, uh, like ex- exit on, on popular music of all of a sudden art. Oh, if the Beatles did, Oh, and then all of a sudden everybody very started grabbing a sitar Indian and, and, influence kind of putting, with, yeah. and putting it in there. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and Ravi Shankar became, you know, yep. uh, became elevated within that just because, Oh, George Harrison is into it. So, he yeah. must be right, you know, and, and they, they were so influential on just using the sitar in one or two songs. All of a sudden, but to it use it as, like as, a, as a, in a pop song yeah. is mind blowing. You know, it's like yeah. this isn't Indian classical music. This is, you know, you're taking that instrument and you're employing it into a pop song it was brilliant. And you first almost Absolutely don't know brilliant. what it is because yeah. it's yeah. it's used very sparingly. It's not like, right. oh, here we're going to, exactly. it isn't like with, you know, yeah. within you, without you, where it's just straight out, you know, Indian influence. It's yeah, kind of like, sh- right. Yeah. Here, here's a pop song or here's a song we're doing and and the, is it a banjo is it a mandolin like like you it's, <laughs> yeah what it's is that so weird sparingly yeah. that you don't you're really not sure what you're hearing right. for the first time and then just like oh it's a sitar it's like because it doesn't really pop up again so it's kind mm-hmm. of like they're they're starting to experiment and like you had said studio as a tool right we talk about that yeah. with with brian wilson we talked about it certainly with sergeant pepper is right is them understanding of of this is an environment that is conducive to experimentation if you open yourself to using it not just coming in the difference is they weren't coming in and recording performances anymore and that's basically what they would do they'd kind of rec- you know do the do the song and record it and now it's they're creating music instead of recording something they wrote which which mm-hmm. is a difference it may not sound different but it is a, it is different spending time in the studio they became more involved with the mixing they used to not show up for mixing sessions they're like yeah. oh, okay whatever they started showing up for those we'll leave say, it we'll, up we'll leave it to george and martin you know, and jeff yeah. emmerich and we'll you know we'll uh we'll let them not, handle not that they're that. not capable they're, right i mean but they learned a lot too but they want yeah they, they, they started they students of that yes absolutely you know, you know and they took the interest and that and that's really what george martin loved about them was the fact that they you know they came in and they saw that growth and what blows my mind is the fact that at this, at this point, they were still only using four tracks. Yeah. How do they were able to get all of this on four tracks, especially this album? So, because the, like you say, the mix is so, is so perfect. And yeah, there's, so there's a war- it's such a warm album. It's a warm album. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's got that, that, that comfortable feeling to it. And, right. and one of the reasons is also because McCartney, uh, known for his Hofner bass, his violin style hollow body bass. Yeah, like on this yeah. album, he switched over to the Rickenbacker, which is a solid body bass. It, it gives you, it gave him a lot more thicker bottom. You oh, know, the, man. the Hofner yeah. was a little bit was a little bit thinner. Um, and you can and you can absolutely it really fills out the album and gives it that that deeper yeah. feel. You know, uh, especially when that when on Drive My Car when that bass just kind of plop plops in, it kind of yeah, like drops in in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's 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 a different you know it's just a different sound. And God, I love this album. It's just 
there's so many different. Yeah. And I think that base would go even deeper on revolver because uh, yeah. one of the, the things that stand out for me on that record is the bass and the drums. Ringo's drums on that record are, are just, just something about that crack that they gave with um, I'm only sleeping and tomorrow never knows. I just love those, those patterns. Oh yeah. Good yeah. stuff. And, yeah. and, and I think this the, is the know, launching point. Sounds. And, yeah. Um, as we've discussed before, this, this some of this might sound redundant, but this was also the springboard that really propelled pop music because mm-hmm. uh, in, in California, Brian Wilson was listening to this album, mm-hmm. heard it, and said, this is a complete thought. This isn't a collection of singles or music that feels unrelated, even though these songs are not – it's not a concept album. When he heard it, he goes, the, these songs are like – it's like one thing. Yeah. And I need to do something like that, you know. So that <laughs> yeah. set hit that hit set him on the path to start doing pet sounds in between revolver would come out. But when pet sounds came out, the Beatles heard that and said, Wow, that's even that is one upping us. Uh our interpretation of something like that is Sgt. Pepper, you know. So it's they're mm-hmm. not exact copies. They're they're listening to it, digesting it, inf- being influenced, and in the, but then doing their own thing. Yeah. Which then someone else hears and and it's just this this musical communication between the Beatles and Beach Boys this back and forth yeah communicating and then, via music and and inspire not not oh that you know I'm going to be better than them cuz cuz they suck it's it's the mutual respect they had for each other i don't uh, know what it is as musicians and as creators right but i don't know what it was about the the british uh artists of the time. I mean, because like you, like we talked about, we mentioned in the beginning, it's like the, the U.S. had this sort of like selling it, getting it out, single mentality. Like we got to have a hit single, boom, boom, boom. Even then it was like, you know, and albums of the period reflected that. They were just, you know, there was this sort of disjointed feel to a lot of these early like pop groups yeah. in, even and even in America. The albums were mostly filler. You, you'd have like right. a couple of hits and then you do like, you know, the record company yeah. would direct you to do covers or, or stuff that yeah. you didn't want to. The idea of concept, I think, started with the British guys. I don't know. I, I, I That's my opinion. I don't know. I mean, you know, I can't I think, think so. of any well, other like, American these- band aside you know before brian wilson outside of dylan i mean dylan might yeah. be the only one who yeah but again he was considered like folk he was consider, yeah. you know he was considered yeah. something different so and and folk folk musicians always had uh, you know songs of conscience and mm-hmm. and you know politics and stuff like that so it was almost a given okay yeah. well dylan that's that's way he's gonna be mm-hmm. um but you have the beatles like you said, yeah. kind of coming in and and everybody would follow them this you know all oh, the beatles are becoming serious well now we can I guess the Beatles were always testing or dipping their toe in the water of, of how far you could push the boundary of music where this is pop music, but what if we got a little more serious, you know, because again, rock and roll yeah. was still very much in its infancy was not, it was still a long hair or, or, you know, yeah. uh, juvenile delinquent type thing. And, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like this horrible Garage thing band. and it wasn't yep. taken, yeah, it wasn't taken seriously. And then the Beatles just kind of kept at it and kept maturing. And, and that's when the critics started picking up and saying, wow, this is something they're, they're selling they're doing it. Something they're selling different. their own thing. They're 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 writing their own music. They're recording their own music. They're taking that interest. They're they're playing everything on it. They're arranging everything on it. And this is unheard of. Yeah. A lot of artists, you know, had songwriters writing stuff for them. All the popular artists, you know, we talked about like people like Carol King coming in, like you know, and writing all her own songs. Her album Tapestry yeah. really broke that mold too. It was yeah. like people were starting to emerge, but the Beatles were doing it first, and and 
Yeah, they they gave everybody the the you know, yeah. you know they kind of kicked the door open just for all these different genres and people to yeah. mm-hmm. again be influenced by different parts of what they were hearing and, and you know Rubber Soul fits into that you know uh, this is kind of like a I could see Rubber Soul as as influencing like the singer songwriter generation because it's got that oh, yeah. plaintive no doubt yeah plaintive yeah, I see that. Uh, feel to it mm-hmm. um, but. And and the the lyrics are are genuine. They're about things like I said. You know, if you look at the Lennon stuff, Norwegian Wood, Nowhere Man, oh, it's my favorite. Uh, the word, girl in, in my, my life, life and yeah. run for your life. Uh, these these are and and if you just listen to the Lennon stuff, you'll hear that. I mean, that he is really just kind of starting to become comfortable, kind of in his own skin, expressing like his own thoughts, whether they're good. You know, like Norwegian Wood, like I said, it's about an affair. That's not a good. You know, it's not a thing you want to be singing about, especially when you're still married. Mm-hmm. But it's feeling comfortable in that, to, that he felt like, you know what, I can start expressing some of this stuff. And you see that, you know, his, his, his songs, just going by the titles too, uh, are definitely on the more introspective side of, of personal things that he was going through, especially oh, in my yeah. life. I mean, that's like one for the ages. And it's something that, you know, yeah, I think we, we can all connect with. And I think that's why Lennon is so praised and so, uh, you know, even outside the Beatles, he was, that's why he was so beloved, I think, you know, but he was also very, he could also be very angry. Yeah. Very like, he could really push run, people away. And run like, for your life. Of, I mean, the, some the, of his stuff, yeah. The I mean, album some closer. of his stuff was like, whoa, yeah. this is, this, wow. Can't believe you're saying, <laughs> you know, and then you know, songs like Mother and, you know, some of his solo work and like his early period of that, it was like, there, there was this anger and this, but it was true. It was this real emotion that was, that was coming through. Yeah, as a that, songwriter, and, that was and really yeah, letting and, that show. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's you know, and you kind of start to see this the 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 split here because McCartney's stuff it is introspective as well, but not uh, it it's doesn't more, feel it doesn't feel as personal. But he's de- he's developing into an expert songwriter at this point, right? That's he's what's turning happening. he's churning them out. He's you know, but he's he's all he was always the yeah the I want to be the rock and roll star. I'm I'm gonna you know write songs a bit, and he could, and he would churn them out, and not all of them were great, you know. He, but he was the most prolific. Yeah. There's no doubt, um, especially starting with this period. You know, when you yeah, get to I Sergeant love Pepper, he, he he owns that album, and he's he's oh yeah, he's that was- the most. You know, like we talked about, but even here and in on Revolver, it's like he I think he's got more songs than Lennon on that record here. I think Lennon kind of has one more song than he does. Uh, I think it's yeah, it's a little more five. of an even split. Yeah. But but, you know, yeah, I mean, because what goes on, even though Ringo s- sings it and kind of gets a co-writing credit, I believe it was originally a, <laughs> a, a, a Lennon song. <laughs> Um, from like way back that they kind of resuscitated because during the during during this period, both of them, Lennon and McCartney, were struggling with with coming up with material. I mean, we think that it it you know it's like oh these they they knocked out these albums so quickly, yeah, because there was contracts, <laughs> yeah. not because they wanted to. I'm sure if if they had their their you know their opinion or their way, they probably would not put out as much stuff as they did, but they had to. So. You kind of have to keep writing, and now they're at the point where they're writing everything. So yeah. it was a little bit of a struggle with this album to kind of get the material together. I don't think you'd ever know. I mean, with stuff oh, like no. "Drive My Car" from a car, you won't see me. I'm looking through you is probably one of his his best songs. I think it's just yeah. you know, and, and and they all, even though they're on different trajectories, the two of them, their their stuff just fits together. Though it's still when you listen to it. It's it still sounds cohesive, even though they're they're both on different kind of trips, as it were. This could be the the album to 
to best reflect that. Like I, I, I mentioned the word balance and balance to me is like, cause you got Michelle and then Lennon comes back with girl. Yeah. So there's that, that, that similar type of song, like, right. It's like very, very quiet and very, you know, so like there's, with, for every song that McCartney contributes, Lennon comes back with a counterpoint. Yeah. Very yin and yang. And, and, and again, that, 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 that notion of a complete thought. Yeah. And I think this is where the Lennon and McCartney songwriting like the you know the the credit goes to the, to, to to just that it's just them working. Uh, you almost get the sense that they are working together, you mm-hmm. know, on this because they're just. And I think even the title of the album, kind of, and I know this is not the case because I, I you know there is a reason why it's called <laughs> Rubber Soul, uh, but I kind of look at it as like you know the, the the term rubber. They're bouncing ideas off each other, yeah. and I I just think that's you know it, I kind of like to think of it that way. Yeah. You know, so uh, so the, the the title "Rubber Soul" is is kind of a goof. Uh, yeah. At the time, the, the Rolling Stones, in, in some review, were, were called "Plastic Soul," like plastic, plastic soul, soul music, like not yeah. really genuine music. Um, so I they think, thought I that was it, kind of funny. I think that um, kind of changed to 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 blue eyed soul. Yeah. Um, later on, I think could white people doing black people's music. Yeah. Well, and, I think you know, I that think kind of thing. Yeah. I think calling it plastic was supposed to be demeaning as well. Like mm. like you're you're just pretenders to it. Right. Um, yeah. So they thought that was kind of funny. So they say, well, let, you know, if, if they're plastic, so we must be rubber soul then because uh, <laughs> they, they, they had the same pedigree of, of doing those R&B covers. Yeah. Um, and then the interesting also uh, interesting thing about this album or about the album cover is this is the first album where the word Beatles does not appear anywhere on it. Yeah. All you yeah. get is the title. Um, and so the first uh, first album where, the, you know, you it's, it's brand identity. It's like, we don't, we don't have to tell you who this is. When you look at the cover, you know, at by this point, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. They were so well-known regarded sensation. I can't even think about what it must've been like there, you know, almost overkill. It was just all Beatles all the time. Yeah. Um, but they, they did not need to put their name on it anymore. So that's a statement as well of, you know, this is who we are, you know, um, we don't, we, we again, another cut, from like the record company, how they would do things. It's kind of mm-hmm. like now we're getting into more artistic statements, even even with album covers. At this point, yeah. this is the one that's I think started it, or maybe even Beatles for Sale, because when you look at that album cover, it definitely portrays a weariness uh, with Beatlemania and kind of like you know th- that started that introspective period as well. They had yeah. had met Dylan by that point by by the time Beatles for Sale came out. I think this is an extension of that. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing to think that you know you become so popular and that's what that's why you become creative, <laughs> right? I mean you're you're out there and you you want to be a star and and you are, to a certain degree, and then that's what forces you to sit down and actually do something, you know, because you don't you don't you don't want to be a transparent star, you know, yeah. you, you know the 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 idea that they their music wasn't getting heard, I can't imagine what that must have felt like to them. Because they, yeah. you know, because of the screaming and the, all the girls who just want to rush the stage. And yeah, they it's just frustrating, right? Because they're musicians. Yeah, you they're, know, and, and they and just want to, you know, they want they we're we're doing something, you know, credible here, and we want people to start appreciating that. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we don't want to be we don't want to be drowned out. And, and speaking right, of drowned right. out, George Harrison makes makes two appearances on on this album. Again, he was yep. at the still at this point of being relegated to one, maybe two. Uh, two tracks, but they, mm-hmm. but they're pretty, you know, think for yourself again, that it, it fits, it just fits in with this introspective stuff. And very and if I needed track, nobody really talks about that. It's one of my favorites by, yeah. Him. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And, and again, I think this was in the time that McCartney, 
says, you know, George was starting to peak at this point, you know, from here to revolver and then, and, and on and on. And it was just, you know, and then of course you get to Abbey road and something and stuff. Yeah. Here, and it, 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 again, and then he would have that just explosion of, of content because because oh, of the, the songwriting backup, he had all things must pass would come out, which was mm-hmm. a, a triple album. Um, he and, still and, wasn't and, getting enough, enough, yeah. <laughs> enough to, do or enough time. Yeah. I mean, two, you know, two tracks, two tracks per album. Yeah. It, it, if that, you know, so, mm-hmm. But he does make the most of it. I mean, I mean, these are not, you know, it, some of his earlier stuff was 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 again, he was kind of following Lennon and McCartney. He was keeping pace with the tone. You know, he wasn't still writing. I'm happy just to dance with you type stuff. Yeah. Um. Even though yeah. he was only getting two songs per, per album, he was still keeping. They weren't outliers. It didn't sound like, well, this guy's disconnected from what these other two are. are no, doing. he was stu- he was they, watching them fit. the whole time. He they it, were it definitely fit. influencing him. There's no doubt about it. And it, and we we talked about get back the you know the doc the Peter Jackson documentary. You see this happening in the studio where where George is sitting there watching Paul McCartney just compose a song in like five minutes. Yeah. It's amazing to watch. And and the same thing with Lennon. Lennon him and Lennon are going back and forth with ideas. And you know so he really. I mean, they kind of just, you know, he learned a lot from them and, you know, and it, it just, it's frustrating when you think, oh, I do got something, but I, and they're like, well, you're not quite there yet. And I think a lot of that had to do with George Martin too. I think he turned yeah. around and said, or, or well, not that you're not quite there either, but yeah. you're, you're not Lennon and McCartney. So right. not that, I mean, George Harrison on his own probably would have been a, a, a good, and he know, was that star during then. And Martin was that blunt. He would he would just be right up front with these guys and just be, you know, and I, I guess that's where a lot of the uh, <laughs> the tension started, you know. Yeah, but, and, um, and it can't be easy to deal with. I mean, you're no, again, it's not. And, especially when you're you're in the mindset of become a blossoming as a songwriter, as a as a musician, and you think, you, oh man, this stuff is just as good in your mind, yeah, you know, only to get shot down by you know. Oh. You know, yeah, so and, can, you know, and the so. notion of like a solo album didn't really exist. Like there no. wasn't that that thing. It was like a group was a group all for one, one for all. And yeah, they may, they, you know, groups would switch, switch members like the Rolling Stones did or whoever. Yeah. But there was still always that dynamic of, yeah. Like, Oh, the guitar player from, from the Beatles is going to put out his own album. Like why? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it, it wasn't thought of that way. And it, it would, it would still take a couple of years before that, that notion of doing something separate outside of this dynamic. Right. Because it was so iconic of these four. Mm-hmm. That you almost feel, and I guess he, you know, probably felt like, tr- like even if I wanted to do something, I probably couldn't or wouldn't, because I'm I'm part of this machine called the Beatles, and that yeah. and you see, he would get very frustrated and disillusioned <laughs> with it towards the end, you know, no, no, no doubt, but but the stuff on on this album, just the two he's got, if I needed someone to think for yourself, or they're slam dunks as well. They're, they're they they yeah. fit in they fit in well with the tone, they fit in well musically with what's going on. I mean, he you know he was he was the guitar player, so. I would he's, argue he's that, everything. like especially on if I needed someone, you get, um, you got that. He's got that rhythm. He's got that. I mean, it, it, it's just as strong as any yeah. any song on this record by Lennon McCartney. I feel you know. And then you get to Revolver, and he does something like, uh, "I want to tell you," and yeah. he's got this really odd, that really odd piano piece, that chord that just that is just off. And so he was doing, you know, something even more, you know more than what I think at that point Lennon McCartney were doing in terms of odd chord structures and things like that and changing of chords. So, you know, yeah. so that and was And he only like, had Whoa. himself, you know, he, he didn't have, he didn't have the bounce off. 
yeah, and, and, and was that and I think it was at that moment where they were like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what was that?" You know, kind of you know, kind of feel like, "Hey, you know, this yeah. guy's got something here." You know, so yeah. But I um, I, th- I think this you know th- th- this album I, I don't know when it changed for me and when all of a sudden like I became like a rubber soul a- advocate in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think maybe maybe as I just kind of stopped listening to Sgt. Pepper as much because I was so familiar with it. And then you kind of start circling around some of the other ones. Right. And yeah. uh, And just for some reason, like this album to me is, is the stronger statement of, of the band kind of coming of age and and maturing. I agree. Yeah. Pretty much. I I, I think it's, you know, uh, because of that, again, if you look at these things in three album cycles, this is the last album in this kind of growing up adulthood. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at it as, you know, the beginning three are like teenagers and these, this is like young adults. And then the next grouping is like they're adults. And then, you know, like you can kind of look at it that way. And this is them growing up and, and learning yeah. about uh, not, not just, Oh, strumming a guitar and having girls sing, but creating music and, 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 and more time was spent in the studio instead of knocking these things out, you know, it's the whole pack because of really. commitments, sound lyrics, and that's something that does change over time. You know, when we were, we always talk about how when we were younger, music was always the, the most important thing. And if it didn't catch us right away, those hooks, those, you know, of especially in the seventies and, you know, some wonderful music in that, in that decade, uh, if, if we weren't hooked on it, you know, we, we didn't pay attention to what they were talking about and the lyrics. And, and here's a perfect example of, of, really introspective type, you know, like in my life. I mean, that song is, that's a heavy song and we all have experienced the loss and, and of people in our lives and, and love and this and that. And, and it's now you, you look at this song now and it's an evergreen. It's, it, it is, oh, yeah. a, this could be like the theme song of the soundtrack of your life, <laughs> you know, in, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's universal. It's universal yeah. in its appeal. Um, but, but, and to your point about, uh, you know, being attracted by the music, I mean, this album has hooks for days, you yeah. know, drive my cars is, is, you know, got, got one of the great Beatle hooks of, of all time. Right. Um, all of it, you know, nowhere, man, uh, all the, all these songs are, are also very catchy too. So it, I don't want to portray that this is, and, and there's only one song that's over three minutes. Everything else is like 240, 220. Yeah. It's know, a very short album. Like, yeah. like they get in and get out with these ideas. Yeah. Um, which which I like too because you you, you kind of get you're, you're getting all the meat and none of the fat. They're really kind of getting into these songs, giving you mm-hmm. the hooks, giving you the, the 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 lyrical material that you need, and then getting back out. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds, where you're getting these pop songs and and pop length songs mm-hmm. dealing with with some advanced material, you know, dealing with some some bigger things than than, than holding hands and going out for a soda. So you kind of you know, for <laughs> yeah. me, for yeah. for like the person that really likes the pop music. Maybe and that's maybe what what this is is these are quick like bursts of great like inspiration in songwriting of of here here's here's some ideas uh, like the word is kind of like kind of kind of got like a nice groove to it so you get yeah. something different there and then you, then you're out and you've got Michelle which is laid back and jazzy but then you get out of that you know you kind of just get in and out of these songs but they're all different looks at it and maybe that's what it is is such a it's a quick trip. Yeah. Through them maturing. Yeah, I agree. For, I for totally pop, agree for with that. For popsters yeah. like me, uh, aging <laughs> popsters, that, that's pro- maybe what, what does it for me too, is, is, is also just a lot of, there's 14 songs because the songs are, are quick. Yeah. You're also getting a lot more material. Well, you know, that's not the, like you, the other albums where they would get a little bit longer. 
the wonderful thing about the Beatles is there's a little something in it for everyone. You know, when, no matter what you're into, they, they, there's a little, you know, even with, uh, like, uh, like <clears throat> heavy metal and you think of songs like, you know, um, uh, Helter Skelter, you know, and, 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 and like the harder stuff, like, mm-hmm. Whoa, where did that come from? Like, you know, he's, <laughs> he's touching upon something there as well. Like Paul McCartney and, and revolution and, and, yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm the prog guy, so I, I love the little quirky moments that they did, and you know, so there's there's there there they there's something there for everyone. I feel yeah, and you could you could you could, and you, it would be easy if you didn't know. Well, well, you love this, but let me check. Let me show you this, and you don't have to like it necessarily, but to appreciate it, yeah, and to appreciate the the uh, the way that they were able to adapt and the way they were able to create different things and not just have the same stuff over and over again. So, yeah. Know. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not sure how you, you know, uh, you know, there are people that like that later period, right? Like, oh, their best stuff was Abbey Road and, and, you know, or whatever. Um, they had to go through these different cycles to get to Abbey, to get themselves in the position to make an album like Abbey Road or Sergeant mm-hmm. Pepper or whatever, you know, any artist that was, uh, that was influenced by like, let's say Sergeant Pepper comes out and people decide to then emulate it. Yeah. Is, is, is it natural or is it a reaction to something they're hearing? Cause the, the Beatles seem to be coming by these things organically in, in their development. When you look at, listen to right. the discography, the steps are there that they're working towards these different things and not, not reactionary to other things that are going on. Right. But incorporating mm-hmm. things that they're hearing, making a new sound, but then other groups are saying, oh, well, we, we want to sound like Sgt. Pepper. So we're going to be called, yeah. you know, the electric grapefruit experience. And, and you know, then put, you know, there, there is no band by, I just made that up, but. No, you know, I, I, get, I totally get what you're saying. And, though. and yeah, they're going to bounce, they're going to bounce up. off that point. Yeah. Right. They're mm-hmm. going to, they're going to kind of embark from there, you know, and other yeah. bands are, are, you know, like there's different embarkation points, but the Beatles were kind of like masters of their own destiny. And not I, really. I think so. I think so. And 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 they had they, well, they had uh, some talented people helping them along the way. We met you know, like George Martin, and because he was a you know musician himself, and he knows music, he understands the nuances of this and that, and that that kind of you know. But <laughs> I think a lot of these other artists that you're speaking of, they just wanted they wanted to do that, and they wanted to do it like now, like yeah. right away, get it out. We want something just as great as the Beatles, but we want it now. We, we're not willing to work at it and get and get to that point like mm-hmm. they did they developed yeah. over you know over time and it was a short period of time but they had the knack and not, not yeah. everybody has that knack yeah it's intense. You know, they it might, intense they might make that one statement but then after that it's like you know what are they doing you know like you know so yeah it was pretty yeah. pretty intense and and this album you know is is very much in the laid back thing so this is not a heavy album as far as if, if yeah. you've never listened to rubber soul before um not not electric guitar heavy not mm-hmm. that the Beatles ever were, but you know their earlier stuff had that jangly guitar and the Rickenbackers. This is yeah. definitely more acoustic oriented. There are electric guitars through it, but definitely more of a laid back feel as well, almost like them relaxing or or like the exhale in 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 Lennon's song "Girl," like when he exhales or takes a yeah. breath. Yeah. That's almost what this album is for them. It's kind of like they're they're kind of finally at a point where they can kind of relaxed. Those commitments were, were coming to an end. They were starting to take control of those decisions saying, we're not mm-hmm. doing this. We're not doing that. We're, we're, we're going to stay in the studio instead. And this seems to be the first full formation of that idea mm-hmm. of, you know, we're in control. George Martin is our producer, but we're going to become more involved. We're more inquisitive about these things uh, and want to learn 
not just about being a musician, but about making music, right? And that that yeah. entails engineering and mixing and and all that kind of stuff. And then that empowered them to even further go later in in the Beatles' career and their own career to start make just making stuff on their own and understanding how to produce it or what what sounds right or how to mix, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. They they got their they got their education like on on these albums. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. No. There's no doubt. And then you get. To go from here and then in, in, in Revolver, it's like now, now, now they're kind of wringing their hands and saying, now we can get to work. Yeah. Right. I get that feeling like we're doing something so radically different here and it's just like night and day. And yet they complement each other in that, in, in, in a way. Like I, I could put in a weird two, way. You know, they're, they're, in a they're weird way. They're yeah. diametrically opposed as far as if you listen to right. Rubber Soul and you listen to Revolver, you'd be, you'd be like, okay, what, what album did I miss that was in between? Yeah. Right. Like very much so. Like that's what, right. What the hell happened? Exactly. Here? Yeah. <laughs> but but you're right. They do they do fit because there's no psychedelic leanings on Rubber Salt whatsoever. So yeah. the, so there is that, and that's why this is like the I, I call it the last in in like their growing up period. Yeah. Because the next evolution, you've got Good Day Sunshine on there, and and you've got Got to Get You Into My Life, which are threads of you know there's threads of Rubber Soul in there a little bit because it's more the popular stuff, and McCartney's a little more. But there was stable, more of an, a little more stable as far as that kind of stuff goes. More you know? of an edge to it, I think, with, oh, with yeah. got to get you the horn section in there. It was like it's really brass and yeah. it just like gets in a kind of you know, up, you know, good even good day sunshine, it kind of builds up. Yeah. But even that is it feels it feels like you're in a dream. Like it's like yeah. a, in this in sort of constant dream state with that record, you know. And the weird the way the album just kind of just like I said, like separates itself. Again, I, I I'm referring to the title here. In my weird ecstasy, like weird way, I, I think about this crap. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, I just go off on a weird tangents. But like the the term revolver to me, it's like separate chambers, like of a uh -huh. gun. You're looking at, you know, the you know, and when you when you listen to the album, it kind of it 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 has that appeal, like because you can hear everything's just so separated. It's so you hear mm -hmm. the vocals in one on one side of the channel, and the, and and all the music on the other, and you don't even have to turn the dial to, to, to kind of, you know, work with yeah. that. It's like there, you know, so it, yeah, it's, they, it's they started. Yeah. It was just the next, just a odd, the next very odd forward. album edgy. And I just, I love it. And yeah. I used to think, I used to like it. I preferred it over rubber soul, but now I, I, the two just comp to just go together. It's yeah. like they're like peanut butter and jelly or something. It's just, you know, <laughs> they just complement each other so well. I, I you got, you got your rubber period. soul. You got your rubber soul in my revolver. No, you got your revolver in my rubber soul. <laughs> right? Like no, it's just it's just it's probably it's my absolute favorite period in in that yeah. mid mid that transitional period when they're they would go on to do their biggest statements. Because you're still, they're still hungry. They're still like figuring it out, right? And then exactly. once you get to Sergeant Pepper, that. it's kind of like they got over the mountain, right? Uh, and then it was just kind of everything started to kind of dissipate, I and dissolve. I love those moments when it's like this is when this happened. Yeah, moments in in anybody's career, movies, whatever it you know, whatever. I love those. I prefer those moments over the the big moment because after the big moment happens, it's like okay, well, now what? Kind of yeah. thing. So you reach that pinnacle. It or, or, or can they maintain that? Can they do that? Here it's like you know that there's something on the horizon, but this is really good right now. What they're doing yeah. is just it's just a, it's it's yeah, it's fun to listen to. It, it's it's fun to listen yeah. to to it in in it, like in that context, right? Mm -hmm. it, you know, listening to the Beatles albums is one thing. You can listen to it and enjoy it, but 
But if you listen to it, it, it within that context of what you're saying, of they didn't <laughs> yeah. know what was coming next. Like like Rubber Soul, like did not they did not realize the impact that it would have across across the ocean all the way to yeah. to California, and then what that ripple effect would you know what the response to that would be. Then they they fashion a response to that. Right. Um. They didn't know all that. This was just another. This was just an, an album. But in retrospect, we're able to chart the growth of, of a band of, in a, in a way that's unseen in such a quick, short amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't take, like I said, they didn't take three years off and then come back and say, Oh, well we're country artists. Now we're going to do this. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like yeah. two albums per year and they're, they're progressing and growing at such a rapid pace. Not to mention uh, and, the, and all let, of it genuine. Yeah. Not to mention the, let's talk about the two, uh, the singles that were, that they released separately that were mm-hmm. recorded and again, these these are not songs that they left off because they're not good songs. These were, no, you know, singles. we're talking about We Can Work It Out, which is one of yep. my favorite McCartney songs. I mean, it, if that had appeared on Rubber Soul, I, I, I can't imagine how yeah. how much better that album would be. We talked about that with Sgt. Pepper, with Penny Lane and, yep. and, and Strawberry Fields. It's like if those songs were on that record... Who knows? I mean, the the impact that the album would have had that much more, you know? Yeah, yeah, because that because it was uh, we we can work it out was a double A side with Day Tripper with Day Tripper, right? Which, which is another one of those iconic, you know, like kind of the iconic licks that they were coming out with, like like yeah. you know, Drive My Car and and Day Tripper, Ticket to Ride. You know, they were really getting good at these like riffs as well, just kind of and, and anchoring a song with it. So. With Revolver um, yeah. was Paperback Writer and Rain. Rain is, yeah. oh my God, why that song is not on that album. You know, I think you, you know, you well, talked was, about that song with our bass episode with, yeah. the, you know, the boom, yeah. you know, that's the, that's the advocate for the, for McCartney's <laughs> made. You, you made this, you know, made that, uh, that, that case. And, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, because the bass on that song is just killer. Yeah. And, absolutely and, killer. And we yeah. can work it out as often pointed to as like the pinnacle of the Lennon McCartney relationship that, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that the double A side was released in, in advance of rubber soul. So again, like we said, it's, it's not going to be on this album, but it was a part of the the promotion for it because here's a new yeah. single, but unfortunately you had to get the 45 and then you, you would get the album right. and we can work it out is, is, is that, that uh positive, you know, McCartney thing of try and see it my way, <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of thing. And then, and then, you know, Lennon's response is life is very short and there's no time like that, yeah. that oftentimes people point to, we can work it out as like, this is the pinnacle of their relationship. This is the pinnacle of, if you want to understand th- these two artists how and how they worked in relation to each other and what their attitudes were, it's like, we can work it out. It's the song you can That's easily, the song. Yeah. you can easily point to. And, yeah. and maybe, maybe it may or may not be true, but it just so happens to that that song fits their personas and their attitudes. You know, song, perhaps that's why it's not on the record because the song is bigger than the album itself because it's making one particular, one big statement there. Right. So yeah. you, you could say that that song, you know, well, we don't need to put that on the, on the album because it, it you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, good vibra- vibrations with, you know, why isn't that on pet sounds when they were already starting to work on that, work that up. And then it, you know, it did appear on smile, which didn't happen. Yeah, but that song by itself is a statement. It's it's you know it's a masterpiece yeah, it within was, itself. It was still yeah. this weird. There's still this weird part of the industry with this whole yeah. notion of singles and put and just putting yeah. out a song that had nothing to do with anything and and 
getting it on the charts and 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 then the albums were saved just for like other music like it was right. like kind of singles is what you did you know that's your popular stuff your best stuff is going to be singles yeah and then you put out albums of other music and, and the beatles had started to kind of turn that or the or the industry just started to turn generally uh with rubber soul with, with music to be listened to you know in one sitting and you sit down and, and you're not picking out singles with filler you yeah. know with 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 other crap to support it um, this is just a whole album of, of stuff for you to listen to. And it's all great. And that's, that's where rubber soul falls for me. So yeah. I'm not sure if I advocated uh, enough for it. What do you think? No, I think so. Let's, let's talk about some of the songs. What are your, some of your favorites on, on uh, every, everything, everything. I, it's just, yeah. I mean, it, like, I just really love wrapping myself in this album. It's yeah. just, it's just such, it's so comfortable. Yeah to listen to. And maybe that's what it is too. It's just like the Beatles just really kind of hitting their stride. Um, of course, you know, the standouts, I, I, I pretty much hit like drive my car. Uh, you know, I, I really like the McCartney stuff cause it's really up, up tempo and, and really catchy. Um, like I said, I think it was really refining that, that aspect of his writing. And then like, and then the Lennon stuff is, is, is yeah. the biting. Um, the more and, serious, the more. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, but I still, I, I like, there's room for both. And that's what I love about this album is it's balanced. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's very it's well nicely balanced, balanced perfectly it. balanced. It's got yeah. a great amount of songs. The the you know for me that like I said the the length of of the songs are good. You get in, you get out, mm -hmm. but you're you're not getting half baked. You you'd think a song that's like two minutes and twelve seconds would be half baked, but it's not. They it's a they're they're completed songs and they're not like you know cast off. So yeah, um, I, I can't say that, that, that there's one thing about it. You know, I love what just when the opening riff of drive my car comes on i'm ready for the whole album I'm like i'm ready to to go into <laughs> yeah. it you know like ready for the whole thing so yeah um but and and, and i know you you know yours is it, and you make no no bones about it is revolver you know yeah. is, is is your favorite as well so it's I, it's odd now that people are starting to move away from sergeant pepper as the grail yeah or as yeah. the de facto answer of oh well i better say sergeant pepper because you know uh that's you know it's the number. It was the number one album of all time, and, and this, that, and the other thing. So, Sergeant Pepper is a very hard album. For, I I think it's 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 difficult to really relate to. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, what are they trying to say here? They're talking about you know, lovely Rita meter maid, and it's, yeah, it's like it's really experimental. It's very experimental. It's it's very conceptual. Um, in a sense, it's like you're you're not really. These aren't songs like you know that you can like oh take under your, under your, you know, you wing and just say like, Oh, I, I really, uh, the yeah. song really says everything about my life and you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah. You can't get that with Sergeant Pepper. I don't think no. I, there's, you know, yeah, it's more of know, an expression of art. It's, it's a, exactly. It's, it's a piece of, it's a piece of art. Um, and it always will be, you know, yeah. in that, in that sense, but here you have, well, maybe a little bit of both. And yeah. the art aspect of it is it's, it's understated. It's not as, you know, not it's it's not you know, expressionistic like in, in that sense, but it, you know, but it's there. And it's there. Well and said. You, saw, you saw that starting to grow with revolver, I think, you know, be, be trying to like well, like I said, we're trying to, you know, give you folks here's what we're doing in the studio. We want to demonstrate here what we're what we're talking about here. And that's the that's why I love that album so much. But again, I, I go back to this album and I totally agree with the just the, you know, the balance aspect of it. Mm -hmm. perfectly balanced the songs are you know this is probably lennon and mccartney at their their closest you know working relationship this is like 
they're, they're virtually inseparable here. You know, I think they're just coming back and, and just complimenting each other very, very well on this record. So, yep. Guess, guess what? What? You have left <laughs> me speechless. You have perfectly encapsulated everything. There is nothing left to, to be said. Uh, you have absolutely cap, capped it off. Uh, I could not have oh. said it better uh, in, in your assessment of it. So well, I think we're going to leave I'm it glad. there. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's stop while we're ahead. I think okay. we should quit. It's, it's almost lunchtime. And we're getting yeah. hungry, so the, you know, the 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 food gremlins are taking over. But ab- you absolutely encapsulated everything about it. That that is why this is a must listen, and why it's it's you should consider. Uh, if you're already a Beatles purist, you may have your favorite, and if this is not it, you maybe want to consider it. If you're just getting into the Beatles, by all means, don't discount any. You need to listen to Sergeant Pepper. You need to get into all these other ones, so then you can kind of determine where you land. Right. Uh, I'm not saying just listen to Rubber Soul and don't listen to every, anything ever again. This is my favorite, and, and there's reasons why. But but having gone through the the whole Beatle insanity thing of being obsessed with them, you know, you kind of evolve and end up landing. So you you've you've hit the nail on the head, and we're going to leave it there. So that's going to do it for this episode of the 3324 Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this midday excursion, as it were. You may be listening at night or whenever it is, but for us, it's lunchtime. Uh, so we're going to go grab a bite even, I mean, we're going to separately grab a bite cause we're in, in different States, but I'm, I'm sure our minds are on the same thing. So thank you for joining us. Check us out on social media, 3324 podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Absolutely engaged there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and, and we'd love to, to, to hear what your opinion is about this album. So let us know on social media. If you think rubber soul is off the mark, close, close, but not close enough. Or do you agree with Eric and, and revolver is the one we want to hear either way. So for Eric, This has been Dean. We'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to the 3324 podcast with Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider. So please like, subscribe, and rate to become a part of the 3324 family. Your feedback is important. So make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 3324podcast and on Twitter at 3324p to join the conversation. 